Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch. If you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live, and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license. It's your career. It's your job. It's your reality. And it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Natalie Dietrich, your host for the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. Thank you for being here today. And we have a special guest, Colleen Anyabolu, who returns. This is her third appearance on the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. She is a novice RN, and she comes back today, welcome Colleen, to talk about her experience after about six months in her second RN new grad role. So Colleen, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me back on your show. Colleen um, is really, um, has always been eager to share her experiences as a new nurse. And I'm going to let her start off by telling us where she is now and how she got to where she is. Take it away, Colleen. Yeah, so now I am working as a pre-op um, PACU phase two nurse. Um, at a local community hospital. Um, You know, we do kind of similar procedures from what I did before. We we do ortho, but really we do a lot of urology um, procedures. So like lithotripsies, cystoscopies, um, TERPs, things like that. Um, We do um, a few like OGBYN procedures we also do a lot of, um, I'm trying to think, we, uh, we're endoscopy, um, so still the same kind of outpatient style surgeries. So you didn't go as a new grad into the transplant OR or no, absolutely not. cardiovascular. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> but you got to, you, you wanted to work in surgery and you got yeah. that job both times. And you started out in a position where, just to refresh everyone, I'll just give an intro and then you can tell us more about Mm -hmm. what what your first job was like. 
you didn't really have camaraderie. You didn't have other colleagues that were new grad RNs. You weren't getting the orientation you needed. They hired you before you were licensed, before you took your boards or had your license. And they were paying you as an RN. Great. But you weren't really doing RN work. And from when we talked the first time, you didn't really know what you were supposed to do. I feel like they were so lucky to have you. And you found a job, as you said, that was what you wanted to do. But as you got into that role, you felt isolated. Um, Tell us uh, what you were thinking and what you did to make a change. Yeah, so um, in that moment, I just felt like um, there wasn't really any resources for me. And I felt like I almost had to fight for that um, hands-on skills, for that education, for that knowledge that I feel like as a new grad should have been readily available to me. And that was really hard because from my coworkers' perspectives, they didn't, they almost looked at me like I wasn't trying enough, but I also felt like I just wasn't supported to be able to be a coworker that they could rely on. So you thought you had your dream job as a new grad. You graduated in the end of 2021. You got a job a few months later and you had your license a little while after that. As you, as you spent time, I realized it wasn't clear to you when you got there after a little while being there, I should say, it wasn't clear that this was the place for you to be. You tried to hang on. They really wanted to keep you there. No one wants to hire you and say, oh, just try it. If it doesn't work out for you or for us, you can just go on your way. You know, just give it a try. And I've said before that HR, the recruiter, the people that are often not clinical that are hiring you, recruiting you, because everyone needs nurses, they, they, they're they never going to say, just give it a try. They want to keep you. And when you go to your unit, whether it's a surgery unit, outpatient, ambulatory, or inpatient, the recruiter is kind of done working with you and you're with the patient care director, your preceptor, the whole hierarchy of nursing care, how it's implemented. And you have a preceptor that wants to show you what to do. Well, you still have classes and fellowships, things to help you really get oriented as a new nurse, a new grad. But you might feel like this is really hard. These days are crazy or I don't know if this is what I want to do. And those doubts are probably normal because you get a lot thrown at you, but you really do rely on having other colleagues, new grads. That time when you're in dedicated educational offerings for you as a new grad, off the floor, away from your patient care area, to go through this whole process of transitioning from school to putting everything into action. And you surmise that this wasn't the right fit for you. And what did you do? So for me, um, I really, from the time from the time that I knew it wasn't for me to the time that I actually quit was about a month, two months or so, maybe even a little bit more than that. But whenever I had already made it up in my mind, I thought to myself, okay, I'm not getting what I want and need from this position. Um, how can I start setting myself up to prepare to prepare me to leave this 
and be open to whatever new opportunities there are, whether it's doing ambulatory surgery, whether it's uh, focusing on endoscopy, whether it's trying to become an infusion nurse, what can I do now to set me up to be open for that? So I did do things like um, get my ACLS, uh, get my PALS, revise my resume, uh, kind of, I talked with uh, my references and made sure that those were still current, <laughs> you know, prepared an interview outfit, just really got myself ready to kind of part ways with this company and this organization without it being such an abrupt halt. So you really did work um, when you knew you were going to need to make a change in that time when you were, before you actually made the change, you, you prepared and you were ready to go look for that next job as if it was your first yeah. job. Everything yes. that you'd be recommending people to do was they prepare to graduate an interview. You were doing all that, even though you had had a job. Yeah. Um, you know, I was making sure my finances were in a place that could let me um, take some time off. But yeah, I think that also really helps me and it helped me feel more secure in my decision. You were ready to go out there and if someone offered you the right job with the right supports in place that you could see were going to be there, you know, through your interviewing process, when you really aren't interviewing mm-hmm. an empl- prospective employer, you you could see what they had to offer and you knew what was missing from your first job. So you were really ready to go. And if you found that right job the day after you left the first job, you you were ready mm-hmm. to dive deep and take the opportunity because of all this work you were doing before you actually left the first job. And, you know, new nurses are going to be graduating soon. This is April of 2023. People that are going to graduate in a month or two, they are out there looking now. And what I take away from the time we've talked is you don't have to take the first offer that's out there. And absolutely not. It may seem like that's the one, but Colleen, you are evidence that there is more than one right job out there or more than one job that you can try or that will be offered to you where you want to work. And you made it clear you wanted to do surgery. You didn't want to do nights. You didn't want to do ICU. You did some things so that if you had to broaden your horizons as a new grad, you could. The PALS, ACLS, infusion, you know, thinking about infusion, looking at other roles. You did do a lot of soul searching and you really were proactive to make yourself very marketable based on what you shared. What would you tell new nurses about thinking or being thoughtful about the offers they get as they prepare for their first job? Um, Yeah, I would uh, really talk to them and try to tell them that, uh, you know, you really have to think about what type of either residency, new grad residency, or what type of offer is being presented to you, whether is it just an offer from an actual accredited new grad residency program, or is it, or is the type of job that's being offered to you a staff job that just happens to take new grads, or is it just 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 a general job opening for for any any nurse that's able to apply, and you can kind of see which which um, category that offer fits in, and that kind of lets you know 
kind of right off the bat if it's going to work out for you. For me, my job that I had, I had um, taken, it was just a just a regular staff job that just was open to anyone that was an RN that you know happened to take new grads or, or you know, but more so just really just open to anyone that was an RN because I was the first new grad that they'd even had, and and that's really the ones that you want to avoid. Um, because they aren't going to have that support for you. You should really try and focus on the accredited new grad residency programs. Um, Rather than those jobs where they just Mm -hmm. want a warm body and they think that they can make it work with you. And would you say that that's not always the case? It's, it's not the case because you are, um, you are essentially going to be onboarding yourself. And that's really what it is. And that's honestly, honestly, partially their expectation um, that you are really going to be onboarding yourself. They're going to expect you to, you know, really, it's going to be a really big learning curve because you're essentially on your own. If they see it as you have a license, so you are responsible to take patients. And as a new grad, you have to have that discernment. Uh, to say, hey, I am not at that level yet. What can we do? And sometimes that means leaving that position. And the organization wants to fill those open positions. So the one where it's an ERN candidate, they want the warm body. And it's risky. Especially if it's a less this. mm -hmm. It's risky. Especially if it's a less desirable shift. Sometimes they see a new grad and see this less desirable shift and they they will want you because it's such a hard shift to fill. But but once again, you're you're not getting those resources that you need as a new grad, which are, you know, fellowship, which are a mentorship, which are hands-on skills, ref- resources. Um, like even just recently at my current um, position, we had a seminar um, that kind of talked about, um, they, uh, it was a seminar that included, you know, now that a lot of us are hitting our one year mark, what does that look like with you possibly being a charge nurse? Um, For those of us that have our associates, uh, are you interested in getting your bachelor's? And they even had colleges um, there to talk to us about the different RN to BSN programs that they have. Things like that are things that should be available to you to kind of follow you through that journey of that first year as a nurse. So when you talk about these opportunities that are going to come to nurses who have been practicing for about a year, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned the bachelor's degree. Where you have those RN new grad residency programs, a lot of those magnet hospitals, they are pushing nurses, supporting nurses to get their bachelor's degree, right? And they're trying to make it easy and doable for you because it benefits the organization and it benefits you. Yeah. And even my my, um, organization, they have, um, I think it's a... They they offer it's like a loan program, but um, honestly, if you if you go to class for so many credited hours, you don't even have to repay the loan or however that works. 
but they really do. Um, they really are wanting you to achieve higher than, than where you're at. They really want you to, you know, you know, just excel. I mean, um, that's something I've noticed from day one of being at this organization is that they, they, they constantly want you to, you know, just be, um, growing. They want you to go to those manager roles. They want you to, you know, do those, um, type of positions and they want, and they have things in place for that. So they have a charge nurse workshop or some type of training for you. Yeah, I I heard them talk about like I think they called it like leadership 101 and that was for I believe like the managers and I I'm assuming maybe charge nurses. But yeah, they have resources in place. Um and then even specifically for new grad nurses, a lot of um the directors of the new grad residency program, a lot of them have been charge nurses, so if they'll give out their number and be like, "Hey, if you if you just want to talk to me about anything, you know, I'm available or I can even connect you with someone that has um, more experience. Um, I remember at our new grad, at that seminar, um, they even had the house super or one of the house supervisors come and talk. And um, that was even something that they mentioned too about. And he talked about, you know, I started as a staff nurse, became charged, and then I think went back to school and then eventually became a house supervisor. So it sounds like where you are now, you hear people who are really invested in you, who, who have a long tenure in the organization, they want to share their experience and encourage you to grow as you're ready and able. They can speak well about the organization. They've been there. Yeah. And that that positivity is contagious and it's good for the yes. organization because they need bodies. It's such a beautiful, out. it's such a beautiful thing to see, to think, you know, in, in whatever span of time that they've grown to this or they've done that, or they've pivoted and done this. And it, it, it makes you hopeful that, wow, if, you know, this position, sometimes you think you're just stuck in that position as a staff nurse and that's all you'll ever be. But even within this company, they they want more for you. And they'll even, yeah, encourage, encourage that, encourage you to do those things, even just by proximity of the people around you. You know what I'm saying? So um that is definitely something that I have uh picked up and noticed um just from six months of working here. So I like hearing how you have enthusiasm for the organization because I know you're very proactive and you want to find a place that's going to support you to to become better to to be a good nurse and that doesn't just happen even yeah. with just time in the job. So you talked about No. You know, you talked about new grad residency. You went to the organization where you are because they offered that versus a place that's happy to have a new grad, they may have a few, or a place that's happy to have any nurse, including a new grad, and says, you're on your own. There's no way you can just learn the job on your own and self-study. And not even with pre-op, pre-op pack you face too. I know people have their opinions about it, but it's still not one of those jobs that you just learn on your own and hopefully get the ropes. So tell me about the a typical month 
let's just say in February, because you've been at your second job since October, right? Yeah. Yes. So what kind of new grad courses did you have? What kind of commitments did you have to your job outside of your work with a preceptor as part of your new grad experience or your new nurse, your first year? Yeah. So right off of the bat, they started me off with modules online that had to do specifically that were specific to surgery, ambulatory surgery, the OR, things like that. And then my manager, she also provided me just kind of like a handbook, almost like a welcome welcome guide of specifically pre-op uh, packing phase two. Um, it included, you know, the type of surgeries that we did um, that we that that were most common to our area, um, the type of medications that we give most often, and why we give those. It included. Um, even just different, like even as far as doing the IV, it included what gauges we used, why we use them, uh, why anesthesia preferred them, different things like that. Um, it sounds like you have some unit specific resources that have been put together by nurses for those new nurses coming on the unit. And yes. it sounds to me like they know how to support new employees and new grads, because this is general unit information that you're talking about. But as a new nurse, not having worked in that setting, you're just getting into practice. You need more than just, here's how we do it. Let me show you. Yeah. And that's something that I realized about the previous job that I had was that a lot of the things that we did, or a lot of the things that I was taught was essentially just by word of mouth. It was just someone telling me you know, how, how they did it or how they usually do things, but it wasn't ever a handbook. It wasn't ever, you know, videos or other resources or one-on-one with anyone else. And then every, every once in a while it would be, you know, Hey, I'm going to, you know, return demonstration. But, but the majority of the learning was just word of mouth or trial and error, honestly. That's but not reassuring you- for uh safe practice and not good for their patient care it's, either. It's, it's definitely not. Um, and so, yeah. So um, where I work now, I mean, in this handbook, it even has like uh, general devices that we may come in contact with, um, chest tube, wound vacs, um, feeding tubes, clippers, telemetry, um, EKGs, we do those a lot, just things that for, for us to be familiar with so that you know, um, when you come across it, Hey, I need to familiarize myself with these things, new nurse or not, you know, mm-hmm. even pediatric, uh, we do occasional pediatric procedures. And so there's information on that. Um, you know, a big one, malignant hyperthermia, how, how we, you know, our, um, our facilities procedures on that, things that we need to be asking the patient and talking to the patient about, who to alert. Even right here, I even see, you know, the, um, you know, emergency meds that have to do with that. Um, So, yeah. You have Um, some good resources to help you be prepared so that when it happens, 
you you have some familiarity. And yes, and I mean this even has like a, a neuro assessment. And these are it's these called are a, just, it's like a printed binder that they pay to have put together so they can hand yes. it out to you as a new nurse. So I have a question. Is there anyone else who's a new nurse that's working with you at this time? Um, as of right now, there are um Specifically in pre-op PACU phase two, I'm still the only new nurse, but in the OR, there are a few new grad nurses there that are, that were, that have, that actually started, I believe, a little bit after me or got their license a little bit after I did. So that is reassuring. And then I did talk with my director and she said that, um, that they are, looking to have more new grads in, in the pre-op phase two area that they're, um, as of right now, I think it's just like a, a nurse resident, um, mm-hmm. that, uh, so they, I don't think they've gotten their license yet, but, um, you know, and, and she, that's something that she told me one-on-one just, you know, saying like, I really do want you to have that peer support. And I genuinely appreciate that my coworkers currently, they're very helpful. They're very, you know, reassuring. Um, but I, and, but I genuinely appreciate that. Um, my, uh, director even took it upon herself to be like, Hey, actually maybe we should get even more new grads in this area. They have the program in place to support you. And that gives you more information like your handbook. So you can be prepared to do the job. Do you have any hospital classes that are meant for new nurses so that you're with the nurses across the whole hospital or in the system at this time or in the past this year? I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think. So whenever I first started there, they had had a new grad cohort that had actually just ended, but um, the director, the new grad residency program director, she actually met with me and kind of went, um, went over the um, kind of the introduction of just new grad residency and then um, we kind of talked about it, too, because the next available um, new grad cohort wasn't until January of this year. And we talked about, you know, at this time, would that be beneficial for me? Because I was already past the six month mark and I would be with brand brand new, fresh out of school, new grad nurses. So what they did was just kind of put me with that um, cohort that had just ended and then any additional like classwork and stuff, I would just kind of do um, and then kind of um, like include me in, like, I think they have like um, an evidence-based, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a presentation where that cohort kind of goes over um, their uh what I think it's like a proposal or something like Did that. You have to write a PICO question and then. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they did, or that that part was already done, and then they were just presenting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and they, you know, included me on those emails, and you know, I was open, I was free to come to that. And then, like I said, that new grad um, seminar that we just recently had about transitioning into becoming a charge nurse and or a resource nurse. Um, so that was really helpful. Um, and even now, I mean, the director, the new grad, res, uh, new grad 
uh, nurse residency program director, she still, the events that she puts on, you know, she tells me I'm more than welcome to join them, to participate in them. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the resources are definitely there. The classes are definitely available to me. And also specifically for the OR, uh, we actually have a transition to practice uh, nurse specifically for the OR. So um, that's kind of someone that they connected me with um, so that if I have any questions, if I um, just need someone to, um, if, if I'm doing a skill and I've never done it before, but yet I'm not with my preceptor anymore, I can always call that um, transition to practice nurse to kind of talk with her and um, kind of walk me through thing, skills or things that I haven't gone through before. And so, so you had really a service helpful. line specific educator or resource person, yes, educator, educator or mentor yes. in OR, mm-hmm. PACU, surgical services, mm-hmm. even at that higher level to support yes. you when you grad. Yes. And I mean, I literally have, I have her number now. If I, if I have any questions or concerns, she, she updates me on if I have any, um, like if my, like ACLS or just different um, things like that are about to expire. She lets me know about it, but, um, I, I, and she's made it, made it so comfortable for me to even talk to her about any question that I have. Luckily I haven't had really much questions for her because my, because my coworkers are so supportive. My managers are so supportive. Um, I could just go to them directly. So do you have a resource person that you're paired with now? I know you've been there almost six months. Are you on your own? Yeah, I'm on my own. I had a preceptor. I had a preceptor, but yeah, I'm on my own now. My actual orientation period was, I think like four months. And then I had a preceptor during that time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm completely on my own now. And what do you do in your supportive environment when you're not sure what to do for a patient? Since you're still a very, you know, much a novice RN. You're in yes, very much. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, it is so simple as honestly, like, we'll be in the med room and I'll be like, Hey, you know, I've never done this before. Do I do this and this, or, Hey, I'm about to give this. Um, should I give, you know, the five or the 10, you know, um, literally it's as simple as that. And everyone is literally to the point where they can stop what they're doing and be like, yeah, you know, yeah, I do this or yeah, we do this because, and then this is the rationale. So, um, it has been such just, you know, it has been the greatest, one of the greatest work environments that I've ever worked in. Um, I'm so thankful to be in a place that genuinely fosters like asking questions that fosters, you know, um, confidence that everyone is helpful, that you don't have to feel like everything's on you, um, even the things you don't have control over. Um, and this, and that kind of attitude is honestly um, from everyone, not just the nurses, but from the anesthesiologists, the CRNAs, the um, surgeons. Um, that really is just the, the you know, circulating nurses, uh, scrub techs. That really is just kind of the attitude of, um, you know, everyone that I work with 
And, um, and yeah, it, it has been a really, really great experience. So you, your journey as a new nurse, you went from one job to the next and you found a place that fosters um, a supportive environment for a new grad nurse. It yes. sounds like, you know, they, they have a new grad program. You wanted the hospital that had the residency. They had that cohort that finished. They've got evidence-based practice work going on for new nurses. They've offered you the opportunity to listen, learn, and even participate uh, in the new grad residency program. You may have been considered somewhat unique because you had a job for a few months before you came there. But at the same time, you could tell them what you were looking for, right? When you were searching for this job. Yeah. And honestly, that is something that also really helped me was that I was very clear about, you know, needing that support and how that that was the reason why I left the previous job. And that's what I was looking for in this next job. And I mean, honestly, my, my managers went above and beyond with that information. Like I said, with providing me with like resource manuals, with um, getting me in contact with um, you know, transition to practice, um, the edu- the nurse educator, the OR nurse educator, um, um, people in the new grad residency program. And then I believe there's also, um, in the new grad residency program, there's specifically a um, nurse that um, is over educating new grad nurses that are in that surgical services um, area. And I actually have her contact information and can always reach out to her um, if I need anything. So just really supporting me um, and me being clear about that from from my interview from, from the minute I got in contact with them has been, has definitely changed um, the, my experience as a new grad nurse. Yeah. And would you give our, the listeners one bit of advice, one piece of advice as they go out there looking for their first job or their next job Mm -hmm. in terms of getting what you want? Yeah, I think when it comes to getting what you want, you should just always be clear of that. And you should also be honest about it too. And I also don't feel like you should feel ashamed or feel like it's out of reach or also feel like that's something that you have to earn. I don't think you should feel like you have to earn a, a good work environment or that you should have to earn um, resources. Those are those should just be your expectations. And it's okay to leave a situation that isn't working instead of just trying to make it work. And one of the best advice I've gotten is just, especially when it comes to... Um, your your day-to-day life as a nurse you have to think of what you want that life to look like what do you want your day to look like when it comes to waking up at a certain time when it comes to the type of schedule that you work when it comes to the type of environment that you work in what do you want that to look like because ultimately you're the one that's going to be having to get up every day and live that life so definitely take that seriously and definitely guard that because um, there are people that are out there that, that, yeah, that just kind of just see you as a warm body and that's it. So definitely, um, just have discernment and, and, you know, also love yourself enough to know that 
um, it's okay to change and it's okay to leave a situation that's not working for you. Thank you. So let me just ask you a little bit about your work life and how your job fits in your life. It's a weekday and you're not at work. Do you have to work today? <laughs> no, I do not. I am off on Mondays. And actually, I had I was actually off on Friday this week, so I had a nice little 4-day weekend. Um they put me on call and they and I didn't have to be called in at all. So I had a nice little 4-day weekend, um but by typical weeks are I'm I, I'm off Mondays. Um, and yeah, that, that is my schedule. I work four 10 hour shifts, but everyone knows that in surgery, it's just whatever the surgery schedule is. Um, so some days if, if we're done with cases early, I get to go home. If not, then I just stay till, um, till my shift shift ends and that's fine too. So yeah. No weekends, no holidays, no weekends, no holidays, <laughs> something like, um, earlier in March, it was so funny. Like um, even though we still had to work during spring break, it was so funny because a lot of the, um, I guess, surgeons or how, however the surgery schedule works, but they kept it kind of light that week of spring break. So it was almost like we got a little spring break too. But yeah, no weekends, no holidays. You know, some, uh, sometimes you get off earlier than usual. But um, something that's good is that my managers, they are... about, you know, if you need your hours, we can always make sure that you're getting your full hours. So, yeah. You get a little bit of cross training, don't you? Because you get pulled to different areas or cross cover. Yeah, you kind of, you do because um, there are times where we do procedures where the patient comes straight back to us. So they bypass PACU. Um, So, so we're essentially acting as a PACU nurse because we technically do phase two of PACU. So that's the 30 minutes to an hour after they've already woken up. But sometimes we do get to act as a PACU nurse um, for those procedures that those patients come straight back. And those are procedures like, like prostate biopsy, those really quick ones, pain, pain injection procedures. Over time, um, they do allow us to cross-train in PACU. Some of the nurses that I work with did um, either used to work in PACU or some of the PACU nurses did used to work in um, uh, pre-op phase two. So yeah. And this cross-training or all this experience with different procedures, would you say this is going to pay off when you look for your next opportunity? Or how yes. I mean, I love that we, that I get to learn about all the different procedures not only are you, am I learning the different procedures, but I'm learning all the aftercare that comes with it. Um, I'm learning, you know, um, um, emergency um, uh, signs of uh, emergency, things like that, infections, um, alternate things from from the surgery. Uh, I'm getting to build relationships with anesthesiologists and also learn more about anesthesia and how that works. Um, from the different types of, from the different forms of anesthesia that we use. Also, you know, getting to learn more about things pertaining to the OR, whether it's talking to the circulators. Um, it's so, it's so interesting that I just get to be around such like a wealth of information. And that's just from me 
interacting with them or just, you know, taking the time to listen to what they have to say. Sounds like unlimited opportunities for career growth. And you're getting a lot of insight. You're supported. You have the larger organization doing what they need to do to help nurses transition to practice. And I love hearing that you're happy. Colleen, thank you for sharing your experience, your journey with us. And I really appreciate you sharing experiences to help empower new nurses or nurses at any point, because on this podcast, it's about launch, grow, thrive. You want to navigate, avoid burnout, have the best nursing life, have a job that fits in your life instead of what a lot of nurses, especially in their early years of practice, have to do, which is fit their life into their job. You know, you said wake up that you want to protect your life, your role. You don't have to miss sleep because you have to work nights this week. (laughs) No, I don't. I get to be refreshed and um, excited to go to work. So yeah, no. And, and that's really the, that's really what's so important to me. Like you said, like, I don't want to have to be um, try to fit my life into nursing. I want to be able to be excited to go to work and excited to, to learn and grow and, you know, forward my career. I don't want to get burned out and then, then have to rethink and be like, you know what, let me put my life first. I'd rather do that and build a life around, um, a, a life around the things that I want so that I can be a better nurse, be a better, you know, coworker, a better, um, sister, a better wife, things Daughter, like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. A better nurse. And, um, this is a great time in your life to just take it all in and think about the future, but be in the now you were a student and you spent all of 2022 being a new nurse. You still are, but you have some comfort and familiarity where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really nice to hear. And I thank you for sharing. I think we should check in again on down the road to see how it's going as you go into your second year of practice. Yes, for sure. Thank Thanks you so much, so much for having Colleen. me. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.